This is a classic podcast from Unqualified Gamers. Hear more at unqualifiedgamers.com. Well, hello, I am Cody Goff, and this is Jonathan Martin. John Martin, Juan Martin, as they call him in other countries. All, All other countries. Other countries. <laughs> yes. I mean, what qualifies us to talk about video games, right? And I think the answer is nothing. <laughs> nothing True. is the answer. To <laughs> nothing that. is absolutely the answer to that. I am, um, I am a pharmacist. That is what I do. I have absolutely nothing to do with video games as far as a professional career is concerned, but I absolutely love to play them and have been for a long time in my life. And actually, I would attribute the amount of video games I play, or I should say the number of video games I play to you. Yeah, that's my fault. Introduced me to video games. Not so much the idea of video games in general, but I think you introduced me to Final Fantasy IV. Yeah. To when that happened, and... uh, and I realized that games could be these long, um, long time investments with, you know, large interactive stories. It was at that point that it was like, all right, well, this is going to be a hobby for probably my entire life now, which it has turned into. It has turned into. And I love that you said I'm a pharmacist because for some reason I imagined in my head like a job class from Final Fantasy Tactics. Like I am a chemist or I am a something. So your specialty is being able to use a gun and throw potions. I do throw potions and I do use a gun. So that's actually quite accurate. That's great. It's super effective. And we have a Pokemon reference now. Perfect. Super. (laughs) You're ridiculous. Yeah. And I have even less uh, legitimacy behind my ability to talk about video games because I, I play so few nowadays. Because I remember back in the day when Nintendo was kind of like, well, I mean, they're always kind of it, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I've played every Zelda game and every Mario game and every Metroid game and blah, blah, blah. But then so many good game companies have become huge nowadays. And there are so many good games from so many different places. But I haven't branched out that much. So I've played all the like classics in one way, but I haven't played like the Battlefield games or the Fallout games. Or, you know, I, I only played Metal Gear Solid for the first time a couple of years ago. And that's kind of a classic. So- it's true. I mean, the number, the number of companies out there that are actually putting out games that are worth playing and now every single video game has role-playing game elements in it so every game can take 40 hours of your time if you want to see a complete picture of the game yeah i got i got really mad because uh a couple years ago because i was playing a game i just wanted to play casually and realized if i want to unlock everything in this game it's going to take me like 400 hours yes you i assume you're talking about uh dissidia right oh <laughs> Well, okay, Dissidia, hey, listen, I got everything in that, and it only took me 220 hours. Oh, so this was an actually bigger game than Dissidia, I see. Well, not necessarily bigger, but just, like, I think it might have been Castlevania Lords of Shadow, and, and it's just it's just a 3D game, but there are so many little things here and there to unlock that it... But, but I'm just like, I don't have time to go back and get everything. Yeah, and I, I don't know if it's so much a, I don't have time for this one game, it's that I have all these games I want to play, right? Right. And so... Dedicating this much time to this one game is tough. The problem is, is that growing up, it's, you know, when you're a kid, when we were eight, nine years old, right? and you get that one game, it's not like you're going to be getting a bunch of different video games, so you play the hell out of that one video game, and you get everything, and there's this completionist, you know, idea that you start to get as a kid. Right. And I still have that, unfortunately. As Me an too. Adult. Yeah. I never really grew out of that. And so all of these games with these 20 plus hours, 30 plus hours of gameplay to complete everything in the game, not to mention 
achievements, right? Which, which are a fantastic way to keep people playing games. I just end up playing the like I I want to play the same game for forty hours, but then I feel guilty about all these other games I have. So, <laughs> but the point is, is I, I don't get to play games except with the little bit of free time that I have. You yeah. know, now, no adults do, and, and I I hate. Hollywood, because so many good movies come out, and it doesn't matter how many you see, there will always be one person that's like, oh my god, you haven't seen this movie? I can't believe you. How could you have not seen this movie? And now that's becoming video games. And that infuriates me, because like, I... Because video game, I mean, a movie, yes, like, okay, I haven't seen Shawshank Redemption, I haven't seen Hunt for Red October, I haven't seen other classics like that, but that takes like two hours. Boom, pound it out, you're done. A video game, if, if somebody's like, oh, you never played Earthbound? Okay, well, there goes 20 to 30 hours <laughs> that I have to spend to play that game. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. <laughs> so, I don't know. Which, which, which uh, you know, transitioning, boom, here we go. Flawless. Flawless transition. <laughs> into the Steam sale that just occurred over the holidays. So, for our listener... Uh, Steam is uh, is a a platform on the computer. Uh, it's basically the new way to download computer games, right? I mean, oh. it's it's a platform that uses its own DRM, which is digital rights management, and allows you to pretty much download any game you can think of mm-hmm. and launch it through this platform, uh, Steam, using complete digital distribution. So it's I think it's fantastic. Um, People that are against digital distribution, I don't know who they are, but I can see them having problems with it. But for me, it's great. And one of the awesome things about digital distribution to me is that they can they can use this kind of soft price price point. So at any time, because it's a digital download, it's something you can just get whenever you want, they can all they can change the price. They can put it on, you know, super sale, which over the holidays for two weeks, every day, there were about 12 different games that went on sale. And they weren't necessarily just single games. Some of them were franchises of games. And they went on sale from from going down from like $20 to $5 or $20 to $3 or $10 to $1. What? Yes. So I, I downloaded my wife, uh, looked at our credit card, and we had about six charges each day for three dollars <laughs> uh and you know that shit adds up like you look at that and you're like oh it's three dollars oh it's three more dollars i had no idea how much money i was spending i probably spent 150 dollars on games and i probably downloaded like 40 games what yeah it was nuts there i have and and as we just talked about for 10 minutes i have absolutely no time to play that many games. Well, right. You're busy, you know, using glacier guns and, and shooting people from across the map, which casts ice two on them and stuff like that. Agreed. Throwing tonics around, throwing potions around. Uh, Phoenix, Phoenix downs. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> and so I don't, I just don't have the time to play all these games. Um, but I, I also, uh, made a, a purchase of an Xbox controller, Ooh. like licensed Xbox controller to plug into the computer and steam. And many of the games support, uh, Xbox controller uses and it's almost I mean it's the same now it's it's awesome because it's the same as playing a game in front of your TV now oh yeah playing it for your computer it's fantastic so like I was saying before I got a list of a few games that I played and uh, I guess I'll talk about two of them you could ask me any questions about them if you want if I don't 
you know, if you don't want me to clarify something on them. Oh, I will. I'm sure I'll have several questions. But bef- and, before you get into the specifics, I want. So, how many games exactly did you download? Do you know? I really don't. Um, it, it it all. I probably exaggerated at forty, but it really probably was. 20 to 30 games. Because I was asking you before we started recording and, and I, we, we were talking about how many games you've played in the last couple of weeks and you said over 20. No, no, no. I said eight. Oh, eight. Well, well that's like 20. Yeah, eight is close to 20. Um, and let me clarify, when I say played games, when I when I used to say played games when I was younger, played games was playing the game to completion right? right until I finished it. Right. Because of the number of good games that there are out there anymore... I don't feel as guilty when I don't finish a game as I used to. A lot of times if I would shelf if I would shelf a game before I finished it, I'd feel a little guilty that I didn't see it through to the end. Yeah. But I don't feel that way anymore. If I'm not having personally, if I'm not having like a fantastic time with a game, if it's not really holding my interest, if there's something really repetitive that's incredibly boring, like yeah. Dead Island, for instance, I have no problem anymore of just putting it on the shelf and saying, I'll come back to that in three years with absolutely no intention of coming back to that in three years. <laughs> now, when you say complete, do you mean finish the game, like beat, the, you know, get the ending and beat it? Or do you mean like completionist completing the game? I guess I just mean seeing and ending. So sometimes uh, you'll beat before the even before the ending even happens. Yes. See, that that I, I have trouble coming to, coming to grips with because I, I've dumped maybe 20 hours or so into Portal 2 and I don't know, like I feel bad that I didn't finish it. And there are also so many games these days where they say, oh, you have to get past the first few hours or the first four or five hours, and then it gets really good and, and stuff like that. But, like, that's what stopped me from beating Skyward Sword because I, I got Zelda the day it came out, and I played an hour and a half, and I got kind of bored with it. And everybody's like, oh, dude, like the 30th and 40th, 30 to 40 hours is like no other Zelda game's ever been. And I'm, I'm just like, I don't know if I want to spend 20 to 30 hours kind of enjoying something to get to the payoff that I'll really enjoy. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's exactly the point I was trying to make was, yeah. was just it. Like if it's, if you're not holding my interest with the number of games out there, I have to just kind of say, all right, you, you gave it your best shot, but you were a little slow, a little boring. Your gameplay wasn't fantastic. Yeah. I'm going to have to go on to something else. You know and, what I mean? Yeah. And yet I still want to play through final fantasy 13 again. Agreed. A third time. Agreed. And that game was, Arguably not good. So, the first twenty hours is a tutorial, but uh, agreed. But whatever, somehow yeah. did it for me. I don't know. So, um, yeah, sorry. So I interrupted you. Now we'll, we'll get to the games you actually got, right? Yeah. So um, I figure, what better way to talk about games as uh, a podcast with no listeners than to <laughs> talk about games that probably nobody has played. So, Ooh. you know, they have absolutely nothing to relate to. I nice. think it's just a great idea. Fantastic. So, actually, there were some indie games, games with small development companies that I downloaded that uh, turned out to be fantastic. Really, really good. The first one is a game called The Binding of Isaac. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about that? I've not heard anything about it. Okay, so, um, do you like Zelda? Well, who doesn't? Right. Do you like, uh, do you like re- religious, dark religious humor? <laughs> How smart is it? What religions are we talking about? Do you like infanticide, killing babies? Oh, yes. Who doesn't? Okay, well, since you answered yes to two of those three questions, mm-hmm. you probably would like The Binding of Isaac. Okay, and perhaps our listener is a serial killer. Agreed. Because I, I don't know who else would listen, frankly. That kills, that kills babies. And <laughs> so this game also might be up he or she's alley, mm-hmm. right? 
mm-hmm. his or hers alley. I'm sorry. So uh, the game is a randomly generated map. It's six different levels. And you are a baby whose mother is a religious kind of zealot. And she hears through the TV the voice of God uh, telling her to kill you, to sacrifice you to the greater God. You know, very light story. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, you find a secret trap door when you're trying to run away from your mother to your basement. And your basement happens to be a giant cave uh, full of disgusting enemies, um, like most people's you're, you're the, the, be- the basement, okay. Right. So the, the game is a – it's very much a Zelda clone, uh, like an original Zelda clone. Um, it's, you know, it's top-down rooms with four – Four exits, or I should say exits on, uh, four, you know. Yeah, four walls. At horizontal and vertical planes. Mm-hmm. Four walls, exactly. Um, and there are a number of different enemies for each particular level that will spawn. And um, each room, once all the enemies are defeated, will possibly drop some sort of item. Um, there are secret walls that can be blown open to find different items. And the real slick thing about the game is that because it's randomly generated and the game has, you know, 80 plus items in it and they are all different, mm-hmm. they all do different things, every single playthrough is different. Um, I've probably played, it's a, each playthrough of the game takes about 30 minutes. Um, there's a boss at the end of each level. The game is quite difficult. Out of the nine or ten times that I've played it, I've only uh, completed the game once. Wow. But the enemy design is great. It's all these kind of disgusting, gross, bloody, messy type things from the Bible as well as other things. And then it's just got this horribly macabre sense of humor. For instance, one of the items is a coat hanger. And when you get the coat hanger, it increases your attack, which are tears that you're crying um, and your character changes by the coat hanger. Uh, the, there's a graphic of a coat hanger going through your character's body, through his head. So it's got this, horrib- this horrible sense of humor that uh, was just fantastic for me and our listener as well, mm-hmm. that serial killer. Yeah. So, and, and the game plays great. Um, it's just, and it's very difficult, and it's very addictive because one playthrough, like I said, can take 30 minutes. And the game's like five bucks. And so, you know, I got it for $1.25 on Steam. <laughs> well, now I'm tempted to pay the full $5 for it. Yeah, and the mu- the music is fantastic. You know, it's two guys. I, I think it's I think it's it's one guy mainly that did uh, that did the actual design for the game, and then there's just a, one guy that wrote the score for the game, and like the score for the game was Kotaku's best music of 2011 in a video game. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, it was just it was a fantastic game, and it's a it's a little indie title, and it it was awesome. So that was one of the games that I was playing quite a bit of. Yeah, now, now what's the name of it again? It's called The Binding of Isaac. The Binding of Isaac, and do you remember the name of the studio that did it? I don't because I don't. I think the studio does have a name, but I don't remember the name off the top of my head. And we can't fact check. It's not like we have computers. No, no, not at all. Not at all. So Binding of Isaac, great. You know, I may, I may actually check it out in a thirty minute uh, the thirty minute. Come playthrough is quite a, a selling point to be honestly 
I mean, I, I like those short games you can just kind of do in little bursts without having to feel... Because some of the longer games these days, it's just intimidating, you know? You... <laughs> I mean, don't you feel like you have to sit down in front of the TV and, like, you, you almost have to get into a mindset for some games? Yeah. And that takes a little bit of time to do, you know? It's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, my roommate is playing through Skyrim, and I, I kind of want to play it, but I know that if I invest a couple hours into the intro, then I'm going to be spending another 130 or 40 hours in front of it as well. I'm just not sure I'm ready for that. Yeah, I totally I totally agree. So that's why I thought that this game was was awesome. Yeah. Okay, so I, I guess I have some more questions for you now. Do you like uh do you like hmm, do you like board games? Oh, I love board games. Do you like space pirates? Who doesn't like space pirates? Do you Besides like, Samus Aaron. Do you like zombies? Uh I'm on the fence about zombies. You still answered two of the three yes. <laughs> So you'd probably like Space Pirates versus Zombies, which okay. is the, the second game that I'll talk about. Um, and the reason why I ask you if, you if you like board games is because it's a game that's almost like a single-player board game, in my opinion. And okay. I think that that's what kind of draws me to it, because I absolutely love playing board games of all kinds. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So the game, the game has a story. It's got a single-player campaign mode, but it's a very, very loose kind of throwaway story. It, the, the story kind of means nothing. Um, but there is a, like a, a role-playing game elements to the, to the game. There's a leveling-up system, just like a lot of games. But here's the way the game works. You have a fleet of ships that are completely customizable. There are, um, you know, 30 different blueprints of ships that you unlock throughout the course of the game. Each ship is different. Each ship has different parts to it that are customizable. And you have a fleet of three. So you can customize these ships in so many different ways. I mean, there's probably 50 to 60 different components, individual components that you can put on your ships. Wow. Right. So the amount of customizability is staggering. Yeah. And and there's a there's a quest system in the game that's that kind of revolves around the story. So the map for the game is randomly generated at the start of the game, just like many other games. Mm-hmm. Uh but this isn't a small game. This is a map of a hundred plus different star systems, and each star system is its own individual kind of quest hub. So each star system is is kind of its own little galaxy. In okay. the star system, there's two different factions. There's, you know, the rebels and and the empire. That they're not called that, but that's basically what they are. Yeah. And the kind of funny little gag is that you are mercenaries. So the overall story involves you taking down the empire or the empire doing something wrong and, and you kind of investigating what's happening. But the 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 great part about the game is you're not you're not uh, pigeonholed into one faction or the other. Each individual star system, or I should say galaxy, has both factions in it, and quests in each star in each galaxy to decrease or increase your faction just for that specific galaxy. So you could be, you know, uh, you could be right hand man to the empire in this galaxy. And just the rebels absolutely despise you. Mm-hmm. But if you go to the next galaxy, it could be completely opposite. Yeah. So again, you're not pigeonholed one way or the other. The reason it's important is because there's different shops. Uh, there's shops for each one of those factions in each galaxy that sell blueprints to the different parts for your ships. 
So the map is huge. Like I said, it's 100 plus galaxies that you can travel to, each with a different level range. So as you as you level up, make your ships more powerful uh, and and bigger, um, you can then move interior into the into the the star system, into the the solar system, and your ships just keep getting bigger and bigger. And the joy of the game is the amount of customizability there is to make these these different fleets. Um, there are, and the reason why it reminds me of a board game is because there's so many different subsystems working at the same time. You've got crew on each ship. You've got a monetary system called res. Um, that's kind of part of the backstory of the game that fuels all of the buying it it fuels you buying your ships um there's energy for each ship and so the you know the strongest components may not necessarily be the best components because if they use up too much energy then your ship can't power any of its weapons or anything so there's this great balance of you know do i want my large ship to be a uh like a powerhouse offensive capable ship or do i want it to be a quick kind of hit and run ship do i want my small ship to be a carrier of crew that can uh you know dump out a bunch of fighters into the air so it's just great um but again the story's totally throwaway so you <laughs> it, then the reason the reason why you kind of have to like board games to like the game is because the the whole the whole hook of the game is getting your fleet bigger and getting it better yeah, it's the gameplay and the game mechanics, not so much the actual point. Yeah, and I didn't even really talk about the gameplay, but a lot of the quests are like the UT, the UTE. That's that's the Empire. Um, there'll be a little quest that says, you know, take down this civilian, this civilian fleet. So there's a lot of space combat, and it's the space combat is easy. Uh, it's 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 very intuitive, but it is very deep it's very complex if you don't have like the right combination of weapons and again there's so many different weapons but if you don't have the right combination of weapons it's very easy just to get overwhelmed and destroyed run out of money and then have to retreat so yeah so the 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 game it really is i can't i can't say enough about it again it's two people that developed it over the course of a bunch of years um they you know they poured everything they had into it and it's just absolutely great it's well supported i would highly recommend that one as well and that's like another five dollar game five dollars before the sale yeah and i've probably put 20 to 30 hours into that game literally wow yeah it's great it's 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 really good it kind of reminds me a little bit of escape velocity by ambrosia soft uh, games do you remember that game you know i don't think i ever played it what 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 was it (laughs) it was a i got i played it back in the day when i was growing up on on my old apple computer i don't remember what it was but uh it was a shit you know one of those shareware games where they would, yeah. uh, where they would have like it was a space based game, uh, but it was one of those ones where you'd be flying around and then a jet would fly by and say, "Don't forget to register your copy of Escape Velocity," oh and stuff like that. Uh, and it was like twenty or thirty dollars. It was super expensive for just a shareware game because it's like, why would I pay that much when I have the full thing, right? You know, right in front of me with like one ad. Because uh, that that was back before the, it was just demo versions where you got like one level and then you know. It was pretty much unlocked, but yeah, it was just an old school game. But but it was similar because there were a lot of factions. There was essentially the rebels and the and the imperials, just like 
this, but there were a couple other independent factions, and you would go to different solar systems and do different missions, and occasionally you would, when you visited a planet to deposit, like, uh, the goods that you were trading or whatever, you would go into a bar and, like, somebody would approach you and be like, hey, you want to do some spying for the rebels, or do you want to do some spying for the Imperials, and then that way you kind of built rapport with one group or the other, to the point where eventually, like, if you were too much with the Imperials, you would go into a rebel star system and the whole planet would attack you. Uh, and that was no good. But this sounds like that. So you get to, to build a lot of allegiances and stuff like that. Yeah. And the, I mean, it's don't, don't over kind of like over think what Simpl- I'm saying. I, okay. I might be, I might be uh, embellishing just a little bit because it, it's not like there's a, there's a deep when, you know, you're, when you're moving these uh, alliances up and down in these different galaxies, in these small little pockets, these small galaxies, it's it's not hard to do, and it doesn't give you anything more than attack on sight. You know, when you're when you're negative, when your negative reputation with a faction, it's attack on sight. But it, it just it's more to access the shops. Yeah, is kind of what it's for. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's not it's not any more deep than that. The game that you're talking about sounds a little more deep than that, and that like, these factions actually matter in terms of you might get different quests depending on. Yeah, on some what... in a way, yeah, in a way, but it, it wasn't ultra central to the game because the first several times I played through it, I, I didn't ally myself with anybody. I just kind of like did stuff. Uh, but it sounds like a good game. And what's the name of the game again? One more time: Space Pirates versus Zombies. It's actually Space Pirates and Zombies, so it's abbreviated SPAZ. See, that's curious marketing to me. <laughs> right. They, yeah, the t- the t- I, I totally agree with you. I think the title <laughs> tells you everything you need to know about the game. But it's curious. There, I... there are zombies in the game. Uh, about 22 hours in, I found the zombies. See, Space Pirates and Zombies sounds to me like a less intelligent game than the one you're describing to me. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. I definitely... like. I, I don't know. Like maybe if it were like space pirates quest against the zombies, or I don't know something that uses a word other than pirates and zombies and space. Well, see, you're space pirates because you're mercenaries, and there are, like I said, there are zombies. Oh, and I forgot to mention. <laughs> I forgot to mention one of the co- one of the coolest things I think about the game is you. You almost have like a CB radio going in your in your sh- in your fleet as you're flying, and you're picking up all these different things that different ships are saying that don't pertain to you at all. But some of them are really funny. <laughs> so they've done a really good job of, of creating an awesome atmosphere to the game. Good. So, yeah. No, it's it's a great it's a great game. Again, I would totally recommend that one too. Wow, well, that sounds fantastic. Um, and we. So those are two of the eight games you've been playing recently. Yeah. And you, do you feel like, I mean, how how long does it take for you? Because we, we mentioned that we both like board games. And I've recently been playing a game called Seven Wonders with my that roommate. Game is, the game is fantastic. It's an amazing game. But, and it, it says on the box, you know, there's a clock and it says 30. So it should take about 30 minutes to play. But, of course, it took my roommate an hour to explain the rules to me. And our first game took like an hour and ten minutes because we didn't really know what we were doing. Um, but then, you know, it got super, super fun. So in the same vein as that, every video game supposedly, every game seemingly these days has to have a totally different combat system and a totally different leveling system and all this stuff. So how, how long does it take for you before you're able to really enjoy a game on average? Let's say the average of these eight games. You know, 
it's interesting because the games, like I was talking, like we were talking about a little earlier, these games are, some of them are just pick up and, and play. And like you are immersed in the game as soon as you start it. Mm-hmm. Like with Space Pirates and Zombies, the minute you start the game, I mean, there's a tutorial involved the very first time that you start it, but then every time you jump into the game after that, it's just you getting right into a galaxy, doing quests for that galaxy, moving around the solar system, that kind of thing. Okay. With, I mean, with Binding of Isaac, you start the game, you never start start with any items, so it's always the same start every time you play it, and it's literally, you just go immediately when you start the game. So. These games are so good. Like some of these games are so good at just getting you in right away. That being said, there are certainly other games that I've been playing where you really have to get into a mindset before you start to enjoy them. Like, mm-hmm. so so I just played through Portal and Portal Two. I never played them. Okay. And with those games as puzzle games, um, and. I, I could talk about those games for hours, but <laughs> with those games as puzzle games, you you have to like change your way of thinking. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that takes time. That for me takes time. Like yeah. I would I would have to sit down and I no matter what puzzle I was on in the game, I'd probably have to sit there and look at it for 10-15 minutes before I'd even be able to to kind of manipulate anything, to do anything. Oh you yeah. Know? And yeah, and you're also playing through Braid right now, which is the exact same way. Yeah, and I, I haven't really sunk my teeth into Braid. Um, that's a game that I think, I, from from what I understand, what I've heard, it dedicates or it uh, it requires a a large dedication of attention and time. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to use any you know any walkthroughs or facts or anything, which it doesn't sound like that does the game any justice at all. No, no justice. And and I am very proud of myself because I did eventually. And there were two or three levels that it took me a very long time, but I did eventually beat the entire game without any walkthroughs. So that's your challenge now. And <laughs> I, you have to I, see, and I see your challenge. I yes. See your challenge. I, will certainly, I will certainly do that. Uh, but that, that game in particular, I probably won't pick up that game and start playing it unless I have a good chunk of time with which to play video games. Because it just... I I understand that I have to dedicate a good chunk of time to be able to progress and and get enjoyment out of that game. Yeah, that makes sense. That so makes I think sense. I think to to answer your question really it it really depends on the game and it there was a, there was it hasn't been like this forever where you've just been able to pick up and play. I mean as games have gotten bigger and bigger and bigger you know they've gotten um much more complicated and harder to get into but i think there's a pushback now uh now that digital distribution is becoming larger the price points of games are coming down that games are more kind of bite-sized chunks of games yeah we're not going to see a lot of final fantasy 13s in the future from anybody until january 31st when final fantasy 13 2 comes out which i have pre-ordered and should be delivered to me on the day it is released so what you're saying is for the next 24 four days we won't be seeing any more final fantasy 13s correct yes right. yes All so right. absolutely but beyond that yeah probably not so much have you been playing any games recently not you know that's you know i'm like the opposite of you the last probably month the only game i've played is modern warfare 3 um that's all because i I just do it socially with my roommate um i haven't been able to bring myself to play portal because it's so frustrating some of the puzzles 
like I just don't want to. Um, I, I've been meaning to go back into Final Fantasy 13 and get the ultimate weapons, but that also takes a stupid amount of time. Yes, um, and, gr- and grinding. A yes, lot of grinding. Too, too much grinding for me. Um, yeah, and not 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 much else. He got Skyrim, but I'm too intimidated to play it right now. So I've I've just been focusing on first person shooters, but I will soon be getting into Final Fantasy 13 too. Um, and there are a couple games on my radar that I'll be probably getting soon. So we can talk about those in future episodes. That sounds good. Yeah. As long as as long as you're willing to do this again and our listener is willing to listen again. <laughs> our listener sure will because they have nothing else to do while they're in prison. Perfect. <laughs> well, it's been about a half hour ish, so we could probably wrap up. And do you have a Twitter handle? I do. I you do. should you should tweet your uh, you should promote you should I can't talk. You know what I'm trying I, to say. I do need another <laughs> follower. So uh listener, you can follow me. It's at eat play game is my is, is my really? Twitter handle. It is. And I, I rarely ever tweet. I use it I use it more to read other people's tweets, but if I were to get some sort of following, I probably would well, tweet. This podcast more often. is going to be I mean, the best video game podcast on the internet in about a month. I, I can see it being the second best. Behind, the well, second let's, best. well, let's, let's not, not talk about the best then. And wait, and you play game. Is that going to be the name of this podcast too? I, it could be. Except I I don't can I don't think we're eating. Uh, well, here's what we'll do for future uh, podcasts. I'll be eating something while you review games, and then um, when you finish reviewing the game, I'll just start playing it while eating barbecue chicken wings. That's that's perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. No, that sounds great. That's. I think we will. We will. We'll, uh, hit, the, we'll hit the niche market yeah. of gamers who eat barbecued chicken wings while playing games and want to know how to do it the best. So okay. there's that. Um, and my Twitter handle is at producer Cody, which is more boring. But yes, but I. I mean, let's. You are more of a Renaissance man involved in many different. <laughs> Don't know things. what that means. So, so. yes, yes, like, I guess. Perfect. Great. Well, that wraps up the first podcast. Do you have a sign off? And yes, thanks for listening, thanks for listening listener. listener. <laughs> That's the best sign-off ever. <laughs> We're just going to leave it at that.